Hoover, school me to the game, now I know my duty Stay humble, stay low, blow like hootie True pimp, spin no dough on the booty And you yell, there go mace, there go your cutie Boy, do I have some stories to tell you about my weekend, Terry. Did you have a good weekend? Dude, I had a terrible weekend. Terrible weekend? Oh, I went to go no. visit some people, okay? Okay, alright. Now, the problem is, they're good friends of mine. Mm-hmm. But, if this was an Airbnb that I was staying at, they would have to pay me to stay at this Airbnb, okay? <laughs> Oh, the bed right? they had me on was tiny. The okay. blankets, well, the blankets weren't necessary because, believe it or not, my friend is so cheap that he mm-hmm. won't run AC through his house. Oh, so the blankets goodness. aren't necessary because, oh, guess goodness. what? It's awful. so hot in this house. That sounds terrible. Oh, man. I tell you, he gave me grief about not wanting cheese on a hamburger. Well, that's pretty weird. He wouldn't, just wouldn't leave me alone, I tell you. <laughs> it was i mean his wife sounds like a very traumatic heart, weekend she makes she made me a drink on saturday night and i don't know oh, if yeah. it's a closet alcoholic but i'm pretty sure we could have put a rag in the end and lit it on fire and been <laughs> in russia okay wow well you know who doesn't like a stiff drink right Oof, i guess maddie boy, doesn't that is as stiff as they come let me tell you yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, just so anyone knows, I went and visited Tarek and, Tarek and his wife, I Brittany. was the horrible Airbnb host, oh, man. apparently. Tarek, we got to talk about your AC budget, okay? Can you fit it in for next summer? And I'll hey, come man. visit multiple times. We ran the AC um, sometimes. I tried to give you a fan, and you said, I don't need a fan. And well, I, I didn't like, think it was going to be that hot in my room. Oh, I mean, it's not my fault. I offered you a solution, and you didn't accept that it's solution. True. It is true. And then the next night, I could have turned the AC on when we had all those people over, but I've had the AC on when we had a ton of people over. Makes it doesn't no do anything. Eh? It can't yeah. keep up. It's too weak. You know, <laughs> at least it was a nice, cool night because the weather had kind of turned. So true. it was raining a bit outside. So it was a cooler evening on Saturday, which definitely helped. Because could you imagine if it was still cooking like it was on Friday night? Oh, boy. You know, and, and so the fans know, we had a talk to me weekend retreat, as it were. Me and Maddie and a third party um, just hung out all weekend. It was great. A lot of scotch was drank. Actually, no. A lot of whiskey was drank. We didn't drink any of that scotch, did we? I brought that bottle of scotch home unopened. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yep. And oh, we still drank a lot of whiskey, team. Don't worry about that. And, uh, uh, you know, had a good time all around. Hit up Kay. a couple breweries in town. Floated down a lake. <laughs> I want you to know, here was my thought. I, I was thinking about this after I dropped off James. I was driving home. I was debriefing the weekend a little bit. And I I thought more and more about the Caesars you were making on Saturday night. Yeah, we had Caesars. This is, the, yeah. this is the conclusion I came to, Tarek. Okay? okay. In cocktail making, you can't half-ass it and cut corners. Okay. And that's what I felt like your version of the Caesar was. With pickle vodka... And that funny can of whatever the hell was in it. Lucky Speed Sauce. Yeah. I don't know if that's and, really cut corners. Listen, here's the thing. I think there's a reason why you have to put every single ingredient in separately to make it taste like a really good, like, restaurant-quality Caesar. I don't know. And I know, I it, know you're doubting it. It might. My point is... Because I like that about... Caesar. I'll be honest. I like the Caesar. I could have had more garnish. I could have had the salt. That would have been what I added. But I thought, this is spicy. This has got the clam taste. 
My only thought was, I mean, like, even your buddy Caesar that she likes so much, the fact that he tosses pickle juice in there, that's like a flourish that's not standard. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, that's what I'm saying. You got to take liberties. Okay. And I did, like, I wish I could make it from scratch. I probably could. There's I mean, just a lot of ingredients, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not denying yeah. that part. It's just, I wanted to try the local Caesar. Because that's what you go to a golf course, you go to a restaurant, and they'll say, oh, you want the Lucky Speed Sauce Caesar, and that's what you get, you know? And so, Dude, if that was the it's local a Caesar, I would hat never be drinking Caesars. <laughs> Here's I'll be the honest, thing. maybe Caesars where you are are completely different, but it was not, it was very, it was a, a standard Caesar. Like, it would have been, like, fine at, like, Boston Pizza, and maybe not good enough at, at a Dude, fancy restaurant. Dude, they would restaurant. not be making Lucky Speed Caesars. Oh, yeah. You sure? In Medicine Hat. But I mean, really? the taste of it was it was Ugh. similar to me. I was Kay. like, oh yeah, this is restaurant quality, at least. Not <laughs> no. like high-end restaurant of quality. Of course, of course. I mean, there are people who like pride themselves on their Caesars. I'm not saying that I was expecting that quality. But what I will say is, take for instance, our friends, friend of the show, Kyle. Kyle, right? Kyle. Kyle. Yep. Kyle and Jamie, lovely people. Mm-hmm. Um... I apologize, Kyle, for doubting your name, uh, in case you're listening, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> but when Kyle was making whiskey sours, you could tell that there was effort put in to each ingredient that he then mixed in there. That's All true. the way that down the to his, what was his, blue blackberry cardamom uh, bitters simple or simple syrup? It's like he put he in made himself. next level Excellent. effort. That's Excellent. a that's a man who knows how to host a cocktail party, all right? Yeah. yeah. So all I'm saying is you have to put that kind of level effort if you want that <laughs> kind of level drink. Because who wasn't going, You might be right. Who was saying, mm, those whiskey sours were awful? No one. That's true. Those Nobody sours. said those were even those remotely You know what I found out, though? I thought Caesars were more universally loved. I love Caesars. Yeah, I don't um, get that. But nobody seems to, like, you and I like Caesars, Brittany does, but nobody else really seems to, like, yeah, they're okay, and so it's kind of like, okay, well, this wasn't even a popular cocktail to begin with, because, like, Caesar's special, I'm all over it. Anytime I go to a restaurant, it's like, oh, Caesar's yeah. on special? Yeah, give me a double. Every time, but I guess that's not, like, a lot of people. Bro, Caesars are an all-day drink, ladies and gentlemen. You can start them at 9 a.m. with breakfast slash brunch. And you can just okay. go all well, day. I mean, you might get a little, <laughs> like, they might cause a little heartburn, so for sure prepare for that unless you get like no horseradish and hot sauce but i am convinced that you, you can go really caesar, caesar all day every day if i mean if you're drunk you'd go all day every day but you can go all day with with the caesar i don't know that's yeah, I that's agree. my thought i mean i don't know i wouldn't but you know you're right it's clam juice like why couldn't you have tomato juice in the morning right exactly and for any international listeners go look it up a caesar it's a canadian drink Based out of, actually invented in Calgary, Alberta, of all places. Um, so if you haven't heard of the Caesar, that's why. Very popular among Canadians. Uh, you know, not even that many Americans know about it, but the Caesar. Look at it up. I would have thought it would be a more universally loved drink, but I guess at the same time, if you don't like the like Clamato being the biggest proponent to it, if you're not a fan of clam, then... It, it is a different drink, to be fair. And, and like, it is when you a little think more about salty. It, it's not standard you know so yep. yeah i can see that um you know speaking of kyle i'm definitely learning how to make whiskey sours i told you that yeah. this weekend and it's for sure happening here's here's my thing okay but Every don't Christmas, half acid i expect some quality simple syrup oh, like what kyle's listen, i need down, you right? to uh, until you make me a cocktail i'm not even going to listen to anything it's else true, you have to true. say 
You said your piece. Um, <laughs> but every Christmas, I make a, a batch of homemade eggnog. You know, I get that you put effort into. Oh yeah, I get a dozen eggs. I get the yolks out of them. Um, and then I get annoyed because I have this giant bucket of egg whites. Because I've taken the yolks to make eggnog. So now it's going to be eggnogs and whiskey sour because that's what, you know, egg whites, <laughs> the whiskey sours, egg yolks for the eggnog. And it's just going to be a wild Christmas. <laughs> Dude, that's a Griswold Christmas if I've ever heard one. I know. You know, it's funny because me and Kyle have talked about that before. He was like, yo, what do you do with all those egg whites? And I was like, well, I just... Like, throw it out, I guess. I don't need it. And he's like, dude, we should make sours. <laughs> we don't have to make whiskey sours. We can make tequila sours. We can make rum Just sours. Sour whatever. Sour, sour, sour. It's a lot of egg whites. That's <laughs> awesome, though. That's kind of nice that you can do that kind of stuff, though. Yeah, it's good. I love eggnog and I love, you know, sours now. So, yeah. Merry awesome. Christmas. Yep. Yep. All right, folks. Well, what are we talk about this week, Maddie? Dude, we're talking about a few things, but firstly, I'm throwing you off with a little rapid fire here, Tarek. Okay, hit me. I was thinking about this a little bit. Me and a buddy of mine were talking, mm-hmm. and we were discussing weddings. All right. And I want your opinion on what makes a good wedding. Did we talk about this already? I don't think so. Okay, perfect. What, in your opinion, makes a good wedding? You know what? That's a tough question. I think... Uh... People can be very prescriptive huh? with their wedding preferences. Okay, and dance I feel like or no dance? Do you need a dance in order to have a good time? I prefer a dance, for okay, sure. Per- this but is what I'm at the same at. time, if they shut it down early, like food's in my belly, I'll go find my own fun. You know what I mean? It's right. like a wedding, you know, I guess to be fair, then the wedding wasn't very fun. But I prefer the dance. But I do think, you know, today everyone's got to say, wow, this was good, this wasn't, this wasn't. And everyone has a lot of people about other people's weddings. What I like in a wedding is that, you know, it's fairly succinct. That's the only thing I care about. And I genuinely see the groom, bride and groom getting the things they want and they're happy. And it's not, yeah, overly, you know, like focused. I'm going to stop you right there. Spending time. I'm usually at a wedding with friends. Just let give time for that. That's what I care about. Let me stop you. I want to talk about certain elements, okay? Okay. I want to talk about, okay, you said dance. It's it's a more enjoyable time of the dance, correct? Yeah, prefer the dance, for sure. Drinking. Yeah, I prefer there to be alcohol at the wedding. Okay, perfect. What's your opinion on speech length? Yeah, shorter the better. I mean, if it's interesting, though, like, that's more, I, I care more about quality. If someone can actually mm. carry a 15-minute speech, good on them, but it's unlikely at a wedding. Very unlikely. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me take your opinion on this. Are you sick of wedding roast beef yet? What's a wedding? <laughs> oh, you know, nah, not really. You know how I many mean, weddings you've gone to and it's always roast beef? Listen, roast beef. I'm, yeah. I've never gotten married. I understand the third cost that comes with it, and I get it. Roast beef is probably the cheapest thing out there. Well, usually if you got beef, you got a chicken option. It's never just one, it seems like. Right. That's true. That's true. Okay. What yeah. is, what's been your favorite wedding meal to date oh man you know we got a, a couple weddings locally that have been catered by a local restaurant called skinny's it's a barbecue place ah it's good it is good so you get brisket yes you get fried chicken you get some good sides like slaw and potato salad and 
um, like a garlic mashed potato. It's good. So we went to this wedding this summer up in Calgary. It was probably one of the fanciest weddings I've ever been to. Um, and it had a plated meal, and the, the food there was pretty good too. But I don't remember what it was. But I just remember thinking, hey, this food's pretty good, and this is really fancy. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I think the fancy ones that kind of sometimes stand out. You know, my cousin got married at the Fairmont in Banff. Mm-hmm. And so we're there. It's, I mean, for those that don't know, it's like basically a castle in... Uh... Mountains, yeah. Yeah, it's very, very nice beautiful. Hotel. And it was a, like, six or seven course meal. Where they come and bring it out to you. Oh, my gosh. It was delicious. But I now understand. Sometimes when you see it, like, uh, in some sort of, like, fancy meal situation, whether it's on TV or whether you've been to one yourself, you'll see a lot of the time they bring out these, you know, oversized plates with very little food on them. Yeah. And you're thinking, what the hell is this? Like, who's getting full off of this? But when you eat. Because it's part of six courses. That's exactly it. And so by the time yeah. like dessert rolls around, you don't even want to eat dessert because you're so full from the small portions building up to it and your body's actually yeah. had time to like digest it and go, Oh, we're actually full. Yeah, that's the thing, you know, the fancier you eat, the more courses you're supposed to have. <clears throat> yeah. And so yeah, that's when people do complain about serving size, it's like, Well, you're not supposed to just get an entree. <laughs> you will have supposed to have gotten a, an appetizer. Maybe something else, an entree, and then probably dessert. Yeah, this one had like appies, a salad. Then we got like this mushroom filled ravioli. Nice. That sounds really good. And then I think there was a break and then dinner and then dessert afterwards. So there was there was quite a bit to it. And I remember my brother and I, when one of us got chicken, the other one got beef. And I, I just remember him pouring the wrong colored wine. And the waiter was oh. walking by because with red meat, you're supposed to drink red wine. And with white meat, Makes you're sense. supposed to drink white wine. And I'm pretty sure the waiter like was like, no, no, no. And like swapped the glass. <laughs> <laughs> like as if to say, how dare you insult the meal Yeah, by, by drinking That's the so wrong funny. colored wine. That's so funny. Because it's like appreciate the help from the waiter i don't know if he's pretentious or not but it's like if he was it's like chill out man you're still a waiter <laughs> yeah yeah exactly take my dishes bro okay <laughs> so yeah no I'm, I'm not like uh like if you're looking for me to have really strong opinions about weddings nah i don't go to we don't go to that many anymore we right. are a little bit getting too old for that now and so maybe some second weddings coming up soon who knows <laughs> those are usually smaller affairs <laughs> right right uh, that's fair yeah yeah okay okay well this wasn't nearly as fun as when i had envisioned it there. i tell you man i just you know i'm not uh, i feel like if something's universally hated on either i'm really passionate about it or i'm like you know what people beat up on enough already and it's something that's so subjective it's like whatever okay. minus your own yeah give me your top three best weddings you've been to oh i have no clue man <laughs> They all you just blend together. Yeah. Oh, Terry, no clue. You've, you've made this an unenjoyable experience for well, me. Well, you have a top ten list of weddings? Come on. Well, not top ten. Top three, though, definitely. Really? Yeah, I of don't, course. I don't have... I just don't know. Okay. Well, never mind, then. Sorry. I like the weddings to hang out with old friends. That's what weddings seem to be good for nowadays. Know, right? Everybody moved Isn't away after college. 
moved away after, you know, whatever. And then it's like, oh, so-and-so's getting married. And it's a big reunion. And that's fun. Because you generally, you're not involved in the wedding. So, and even if you are, as long as you're not the bride or groom, you got time to spend some time and hang out with everybody. <laughs> so, I, I, genu- I genu- generally appreciate that aspect of it, to see old friends. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got anything else for us, Maddie? Got weddings on the brain, hey? What the heck? Guess the no. season's just about over. Well, I mean, that was part of it. It's the middle of summer. But uh, it, it just sparked from me and a buddy who were talking about them on the phone. And uh, we were discussing weddings. And, and it got us, you know, discussing different, you know, aspects of what makes what's made, like, a fun wedding, in our opinion. What makes a less fun wedding... Um, yeah, I don't know. There were just, we were like batting around all these different little things. And then it got me thinking, well, maybe I should ask Tarek. Maybe we'll make this fun little, little piece to the podcast, but you definitely did. And I ruined it. Yeah. So thanks for that. Appreciate it. Well, it's not that kind of podcast, man. We're not going to sit here and chit chat about weddings for 45 minutes. I don't know what to tell you. Well, I wasn't expecting 45 (laughs) minutes. I was just hoping No disrespect to those podcasts. <laughs> if they exist, you know. So Maddie, I mean, what's your opinion on baby showers? I mean, yeah or no or what's your Believe favorite not, baby shower? Never been to one. Yeah, me neither. Ah, I've been yeah. to one. A Jack actually? and Jill baby shower as it were. Yeah, I Ugh. can't remember whose it was, but Yeah, I don't mind it. I mean, whatever. That's the thing. This is funny. Somebody what do you what's your opinion on one year old and two year old birthday parties? Oh the worst. Really? The worst. No, here's the thing. You're right. They are a time basically for adults just to hang out and have a beer together. That's what I like. Absolutely. Like, let's, and I like it when, you know, you lean into that. I mean, I don't know how you lean into it, but it's kind of like, you know, let's be real here. Let's invite some babies over, of course, but it's like it's totally oh, yeah. fine to say, hey, we're going to invite our friends over and it's not like, like you know, we're just going to have a good time about it. But here's you know, the reality, Tarek. They should yeah. probably be... No more than two hours long. Let's be real. Why would I not want to hang out with my friends for more than two hours? No, no, no. I'm saying like the... I mean, there's there can be an after party where you're all hanging out still. <laughs> but let's not make it sound like this party needs to like, be focused man. on... I've never been to a party where they're like, okay, the real party's done now, just so everybody's aware. Literally my the after party. best friend's daughter. <laughs> that was exactly what the last like, that, two have right? been like. Yeah. And that's why yeah. I showed up to the very end of the one or her second birthday party, and it was like nice. I just kind of the after party was starting. Uh, that was exactly it, and I still hung out for probably another three hours just with like a smaller group of people who didn't have to be <laughs> anywhere anytime soon on that Saturday like afternoon. It. And it's like that's what I look forward to, man. But at the same time, I haven't been to a lot of toddler birthdays. Yeah, you know, I've only been to a couple. Well, I shouldn't say that. My nieces and nephews, of course. Now, you know, they're like old. And it's like, yeah, invite your friends over. And, you know, we'll have dinner as a family, whatever. Yeah. And they won't be there. You know, do your own thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it's like, really, I don't know, like a four-year-old. They're aware of their birthday. They're excited about it. They don't have that many yeah. friends. <laughs> Four I mean, years they old. Might, but it's just it's, it's, it's just the kids they see around. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like they're like, well, let me call so-and-so and hang out. Or let me. Right. <laughs> see, and you at know. four years old. And up is kind of where I think it begins to really start to shift, where it's not about just having your friends over with their kids, 
but it's like you're now shifting to they possibly are in like preschool and then obviously further on they're in actual school so they're inviting all those kids over and then you're basically running daycare for the afternoon for your child who is like having a blast eat lots of pizza or a good hot, uh, hot dogs good. were really popular I mean, when i was a kid parents. yeah were hot dogs a, a a popular thing when you were a kid i think so they were i mean i remember my nieces and nephews like it was a birthday i don't remember whose birthday it was and their dad was making steaks and they're like ah dad can i just have a hot dog (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean it's just a family thing though like like i said like you know you can put a label on it but it's like it's just a reason to hang out and spend time together oh Um, they don't they don't go full-blown with like 30 kids at their house and they're all going oh this was when they were young still it was a family okay sorry okay but then the kids were like (laughs) yeah one of the kids was like ah Dad, I don't want a steak. Can I just have a hot dog? Can you make me a hot dog? And he was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I guess. (laughs) Kids are so funny. Listen to us, Maddie. A couple of non-parentals going hard on the parental information. No, no, no. I'm not going hard on parents at all. Yeah, you know what I mean, though. We're just talking about it, I guess. Yeah, we're not. Oh, yeah, we're chopping it. Look at me talking about weddings. I've never been married. I don't know what goes into them. Well, you know, I just judge the heck out of him, Derek. That's all. Yeah. But Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, that's weird. Anyways, uh, what do you got for us, Maddie? What's our topic today? I think this is going to be a good one. Let me introduce it. Oh yeah, yeah, give her. You give her, man. All right, we're going to talk about all these food delivery services. Nowadays, you can open your phone, get food delivered from just about any restaurant in town to your house. You don't have to pull any cash out. You don't have to pull your wallet out if you got your credit card on your phone. And it just shows up at your door in like 20 minutes, depending on where it's from. Oftentimes, if you buy enough food, at no extra charge. <laughs> you doing it's ad read? What's that? I said, you doing I ad read or what? I haven't said a specific. I just want people to understand, like, if you don't know, if you've never ordered a food delivery service, how convenient it is and the fact that it is, in fact, the same price as if you went to a restaurant. <laughs> Right. If you order over a certain dollar amount. so And oftentimes it's like 20 bucks. So if there's two people, like you're getting free delivery. Um, so yeah. Now, in addition, like we're not just talking food delivery services. Maddie wanted to talk about food delivery services and whether it's contributing to our culture of isolation. Is that maybe a little dramatic? I mean, let's, of describing let's slow it, down. Right? Let's slow down. Because okay, I want to talk okay. about the evolution of these food services. Because you got to think, right? When we were kids, what could be delivered to your it was house? just pizza. pizza. That was the only thing you could get delivered. Yeah. And guess what? The only way you could do it was by calling them and putting your order. Yeah, you, could, yeah, you couldn't do it on the internet. Although probably mid-2000s, maybe early 2000s, you could probably do it on the internet. But Yeah, absolutely. But that was the thing, cared. right? Like, <laughs> it, it, it took time to get to that point where you could then all of a sudden start ordering online. And it became a far more popular op- option. Certain yep. restaurants started to get apps as phones developed. That's you know, true. now we now we've gotten to this point where we have options like skip the dishes. Uh, in the states, there's probably far more. I don't know if DoorDash is a thing in Canada. I just hear Not a lot sure. of ads for it on podcasts. Uber but Eats. Uber Eats. Um, the other ones that I really wanted to bring up that we haven't. This might be a whole niche topic that we need to talk about another time. But um, things like HelloFresh. Uh, Blue Apron, apron. where where they're providing you meals that you then have to cook in less than, like, they they take less than 30 minutes, but it's, you know, they're providing you with the foods. All the recipes. I love that, anyways. So, 
my point being when I thought about this was we live in a society where we're pretty cut off as is. You know, we never really have to leave the house. We don't, go, we, we don't go to the movies anymore because we have Netflix and other streaming services. We don't go to our bank anymore to deal with most of our minor issues anymore because we have online banking. We rarely yep, go yep. to shopping malls or other, you know, outlet centers because we have online shopping. Yeah. Um, and it just started to make me realize we, we do have, you know, this level of isolation that comes with the internet and all that it's, you know, been able to be developed to. So my thought is, do you think that services like this are harming our society or do you think they're benefiting it? No, I think it's interesting because I really appreciate these services. But hey, you were down this weekend. We didn't think about ordering food in once. Um, yes, and we that's did. To be, we did? Oh, yeah, we Friday did. Friday night, we were going to talk about that's ordering true. PJs. Man. Oh, boy, you're right. And it would have been perfect. It was on Skip the Dishes. I think it was 20 bucks. You were free. Anyways, um, it's interesting because I think taking it on its own, it's just wildly convenient, and I love it, especially like – you know, a long day, a long week, whatever. You just sit down, the food comes to your house, you just watch some Netflix, exactly as you described, but I'm usually doing that with Brittany. Um, and maybe take it on its own. I don't think it's that big a deal, but I think, as you mentioned, taken with all the other ways our society has made it so that we don't actually need to interact. Um, it, it is concerning. I don't know if you can throw it all at the feet of food delivery services, but yeah, I think it is, it is part of a... Of, you know increasing isolation problem you know yeah absolutely and it's it's not so much a fear for me because my thought too is like okay say we didn't have delivery options well all you do is run down to your favorite restaurant get her to go and then take it home anyways well you know and that's, do that as maybe well. maybe because i'll be honest i would never get i would get indian chinese pizza takeout whatever right the standard takeout food right but like earl's like uh you know some of these other restaurants that I never would have thought of taking out before, like a local pub. Right. You know, I, maybe other people did, but I was never one to do that. Yep. <laughs> never one to do that. Just like your standard takeout places. I feel like that really helps. And, you know, I've talked to, um, it's interesting. I've talked to uh, some the guy at our local state in Maine across the street from us. Now, the waitresses and waiters don't like it because, um, tips. you know what, it, it backs, yeah, they don't get any tips and it backs up the kitchen. So then it delays their orders in restaurant. Now right. the managers like it or the owners like it because now they're getting revenue without having to spend any money on people Wait, being in the, or, in the, yeah. exactly. So they're earning. And that's why I think they offer the free delivery. Cause Hey, you know, I'm not having to have you filling up my restaurant. So, you know, we'll give you free delivery. Yeah. I talked to a guy, um, owns a pizza. Now it was actually tough for him. He said, because people didn't go, to anything else besides pizza, Chinese, and Indian for takeout. And now they have all these options, and it's really it's cutting into Ooh. his sales as a pizza place. So this is some of the, the structural stuff. But, I mean, I don't really feel that sorry, and I don't think he was no. trying to. It's just, like, that's the way the market goes. But it's interesting that, like, this is really affecting the food industry in a different way than, than just, you know, what's convenient for you to get food, right? You know what? But to both of those, like, especially to that one, it's make yourself undeniable – and you'll always have business, right? If you make a superior pizza to every other pizza place in town, people will be drawn towards coming to you regardless because they'll go, oh, 
you have to try pizza from this place or whatever it might be. It's right? true. Like, it's true. And that's exactly the attitude you got to have. Yeah. Because it's like the, the march of technology is not going to stop because you got, you know. But I think that's the thing that's interesting, though, because I don't know. Part of me, when I think of the march technology, it's like, what are we going to do? Stop food service? It's not happening. We have to learn. I don't like this uh, idea of trying to roll back the clock. You know, saying, wow, I don't know if this was good and we should maybe try to not do it. It's like, well, listen, skip the, di- it's not, we're not going to ban it. It's not going to become illegal. Right. A better discussion is how do we live with technology that we have that's not going back in the box? Because I think that's this idea that it's going back in the box is just ridiculous, right? Well, I think we have to roll with it, though. That's the thing. These things are going to run their course and we're going to see what it evolves into or if people just decide, you know what, I'm good without it. But it's no different I than... Think... You go ahead, you go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, I think it's no different than what, like we just said, Netflix. It took out Blockbuster and every other movie rental place because, well, I shouldn't say just Netflix, but like video on demand and all these other services where yeah, you don't yeah. have to go and, and deal with that anymore. Um, you know, uh, what was the other one? Oh, online banking, you know. Think about, you know, how many people go to the bank anymore to... Totally. withdraw money or deposit their checks you know you can do it from the convenience of your home or workplace or wherever you might be you know um whether it's yep. applying for a new credit card or and possibly so even a loan like you don't have to do it within the bank itself you know i remember the last place i worked i used to have to sometimes do bank runs for different clients of ours so drop mm-hmm. off their deposits and, and pay bills and whatnot and there was one bank in particular who, when I walked in the doors, um, they had a staff member who came up and talked to everyone in the line going, you know, hi, have you ever considered using online banking? Almost working themselves out of a job by encouraging 100%. people to use 100%. online banking, which means that they would not need her services. You think about that and it's like, like, how stupid can you be? If you work in these like very much like service-based industries... Don't encourage people to go to an app, you dummy. Like, <laughs> well, I, I mean, that's what believe... they're paying them to do. Of course. Will you go and tell these people to give yourself, to give your job to a machine is really what they encourage that... them to do. But Well, and that's the thing is you have to think about it from an employer's standpoint. They want all the apps because guess what? That means they have to employ less people, which means more Absolutely. profits for them. Apps don't get sick. Apps don't take sick days. Apps, apps don't, don't have pay bad... taxes. Well, apps... Guess apps what? Apps might have like, bad days. Like, this is the thing, you know, I heard Bill Gates talk about this once, how he feels that if people are getting replaced by robots, that those owners should still have to pay the taxes that that employee would have had to pay. Sort of That's thing. interesting. Yeah, we kind of talked about that with that uh, Silicon Valley tax or that tech tax. But uh, And that's what people have said. I mean, I don't know. That seems like it's a stretch, but... I, I guess my point is, is that, you know... This isn't, you're right, this isn't going back in the box. People aren't all of a sudden going to go, ah, you know what, forget skip the dishes. Forget the convenience of not having to get off my couch, have to get dressed, hop in the car, drive 15 to 20 minutes to wherever I'm going. Depending on where you live, it might be an hour. Um, to go and pick up my favorite meal and then bring it home to eat. Or stay there yeah. and spend an extra two hours and probably run your bill up because say you decide to have a couple cocktails and yeah. you add to your meal or whatever it, it might could. be, right? Like, there there are a number of different factors, I guess. My point is, is that we just have to let it run its course and see what happens. Well, I think, and, and just generally, the way I approach these things, too, is 
a lot of people to say whether things are good or bad, especially with technology, like, wow, smartphones, they're doing this to us. This technology, it's doing this to us. And it's like, listen, for the most part, not always, but I, I would say 90% of the time with these things, we should not be worrying about whether it's good or bad. The smartphone, the skip the dishes app, forget it. It's there. It is not going anywhere. And it's a tool. If you can't learn to use it properly is where the issue, guys. That's exactly here's, here's the thing. You and I, like I go to the bank, I go to the store to pick up my takeout, I go wherever. Were those really meaningful interactions with, with people? Let's, you know, if we're being honest, not. they were. Nope. If I go to the movies, like I'm going either with people I know already, I'm not meeting anyone new. I'm just having your basic pleasantries to, to get what yep. I need and I'm out of there. Right. But, and maybe a psychologist would say, I think that maybe minuscule level of interaction has some value but really what the value is is hey make sure you're finding ways to to connect with people because it's important you know and it's really easy nowadays to be isolated i think you know they say that some of our mental health troubles we have particularly in the western world are likely due to our isolation yep is people need people that's just the way we are um and maybe i'm not the health stuff's on the rise i'm not sure it's hard to know if anything's actually on the rise because we just have we hear about stuff so much more <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like right. it, it could be the same as it's always been. I just haven't heard about it before. But um, yeah, that's that's my thoughts is that, yeah, absolutely. Our society, it's becoming increasingly easy to be isolated and you need to work to to not be isolated because the fact of the matter is the world will continue to find ways. That's just the way it's going to make you isolated. And it's nobody's job to do that besides yourself. You know what I mean? That's exactly. I 100% and agree. And you know, it's funny because I, I reflect even back on our weekend that we had and you think about it. Okay. So me and James showed up, we, you know, hung out, we had a couple beers, uh, while you were cooking dinner and, you know, we were able to just kind of sit and we were able to have that same social setting. Okay. So we mm. sit, we have dinner, we're gabbing away. Um, you know, Brittany comes home. We're still, you know, sitting around for a little bit more and then we decided to go out because we went to the brewery. Yep. And I'm not saying that it's, you know, in some way better than sitting on your deck because I mean, I enjoy both environments, but there is something about being downtown, being surrounded Ow. by other people, by seeing other people like the crazy meth head we saw. Yeah, Shout out true. to that guy. That's a good you point, know? you know. And maybe there's, that's the thing. There's something to that that can't be replicated by being at home, even with other people. And, yeah. you know, we didn't we didn't engage with other people at this restaurant. It's not like we looked, went there to make friends. But there nope. was something about being out in a boat with the rest of society. And, I don't know, It there there is a feeling. I get a more satisfied feeling from those kind of experiences than sitting at someone's house all night. And this isn't a shot at anyone's house that I've spent time with. It's just... I don't know, just being in a, I wouldn't even say unfamiliar location, just a different one. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And and that's the thing. You know, there is something, and I can't describe it. I'm sure there is a way to describe it, about seemingly meaningless interaction with people that provides some sort of weird value. I think it is just this innate sense that is, is in, as humans, we need to interact with each other, even if it isn't overly... Deep. If it's not direct communication, yeah, even it's if still we're just in spending the same time room. in community. Yes. Yeah. Even if we're just not far away. Yeah. And Absolutely. I don't know what that's about, but I do think there is something about 
being in proximity that helps. Yep. Yep. And so mm. that's that's where I would encourage people. If you have those opportunities to go out every once in a while, definitely take advantage of it. I mean, I love to go out with people to um, go out to a restaurant rather than order in. Unless, you know, it's just the reality is that not everyone has that convenience all the time. Maybe you have, you know, a, a big family or you have a ton of people that you're entertaining for or whatever. And it's just not... The convenience factor is lacking. Yeah. Um, I understand that. But if you have those opportunities, whether it's just two of you or four of you or six of you, say, to go out and have a good time, whether you're going out to eat, whether you're going out to do an activity of whatever size, um, yeah. definitely take advantage of it. I, I think it's a, I think it's becoming more and more lost, and I hope it's something that people that are in our age range don't forget what that's like. Yeah, I agree. Maybe you know? uh maybe you'll see new kinds of restaurants pop. Maybe we should start this restaurant, Maddie, where you come and you rent or you pay for a table, but then you just order from wherever. And this this is more of just a, a space for eating. Ooh, but then I like that. Almost you, like a cafeteria. Yeah, and then you just order your you know, I mean I don't know if you, your waitress could get drinks maybe so they're fresh, but it's like mostly it's like, no, you're just paying for a place to eat. And then here's the options, and then so we're, we're you really order just in. providing like a public space with tables where you can all sit around and gab away. Oh That's man, true. and I then would everybody like that. and then like you know, ten people at the re- at the table, ten people can go eat at ten different restaurants. So it's kind of like being in the mall in that way, except you don't have that feel. It's like a proper restaurant, but then you can order a dish from wherever. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. I'd see some it's logistical nice issues space. with it. Oh gosh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> But it's like, yeah, I mean, it is basically, well, I guess a brewery where they don't serve yeah. food is pretty much that because That's they will let you order in from wherever. Yeah. But it's still uh, it's still something. Maybe it'll become more formal. And because, that's the thing, you know, man. I think people are, you know, here's Matt's words of wisdom. For those that are over the legal limit to drink, um, go, to, go to a local brewery, especially if they have food. Go sit. Have a pint with people. Now, here's the hidden gem on any menu. Charcuterie boards. I was telling Tarek about these. All right? He's going to laugh at me. Uh, all right? He's all about these charcuterie boards. I, I just discovered them, Tarek, in th- this summer. Okay? I just realized how great they are. Not only because the foods on them are delicious, but also because they add a great social element where you're all sitting there. You can share what's on them. It typically extends your stay so that you're able to sit there and spend that time with people. And let me tell you, okay. some of those places where they actually put some like genuine care. There's some nice charcuterie boards. That's I'll exactly you that. it. You're not making I've, that at home. Just, Nobody wants to go through that effort of no, no finally chance. slicing meats and no cheese chance. and you know doing whatever the spreads that they have there. Sometimes you can't find those spreads just anywhere, you know? It's so Anyways. funny to me how into charcuterie boards oh, you are. Oh, man. I'm not like... <laughs> I just think that they're a great social element uh, to just having a good time with other people. Yeah. You know? And I, mean, and I think nice. that... It's just finger foods you can pick at, yep. And nobody goes, oh, you ordered the charcuterie board? Gross. Like, no. Come on now. I don't even like cheese, and I love the charcuterie board because there's more than just cheese on it, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a good it's a good time. And so it's like, it, <laughs> I've never it meets everyone's such a big standards. deal about it, but... Oh, I just think, <laughs> trust me... Derek, take this advice. Next time you go out with a couple friends, 
go to a brewery, order a charcuterie board, and tell me how much more fun you have because of it. And you watch, ladies and gentlemen. One time, or after he does this, he's going to come on the podcast and be like, dude, you were right. I was wrong. I apologize. The charcuterie board made the whole evening. Ugh, and I'm waiting for those words. because You I know, know what? I am a little skeptical. Why is that? But you could be right. I, I've had charcuterie boards at breweries. Fine. It was sustenance. It was good. Oh, but on, it was just Terry. like any other shareable appetizer. It's true. I just think... I just think it enhances the time. Everyone's having a good More time. More than every other shareable appetizer? Well, let's think about breweries and what they have for shareable appetizers. I suppose. Okay. You're right. Charcuterie's good. Okay. Don't just <laughs> say it to, to appease me, all right? I'm just more saying it. I'm, I'm convinced it enhances an evening, okay? And anyone who says that it doesn't, I want you to prove to me that it doesn't because I'm convinced that it just it makes your time better. It just does. Uh, it probably does. I mean, you get some food in your belly. I don't know if well, it's as yeah. aggressive as the way you're making it sound right now. Man, I just think everyone I, has a good time. Everyone shares their thoughts on what they like off of it. It's they like, go, oh, there's a you distinct should try, point it, try where... it this way. So, you know, <laughs> they throw different things on there. You know, one time I had one with anchovies on it. I've never eaten anchovies before until this. That sounds and it good. Was, they're pretty salty. Yeah. I won't, can't stress that yeah. enough, but they were delicious. Well, Matt, it sounds like we need to start splitting up your life. Um, BC, before charcuterie, and uh, AC, after <laughs> charcuterie. So today is probably, what, three weeks AC? And then uh, you were previously... No, it was it was more like May, June is where I, where I really went okay, AC, okay. you know? So you're two, two, three months AC, and then you, you were born, what, 29 years BC, which is crazy, and then came to zero and had, had that experience. Damn. I know. I get that you're mocking me, and I get that you think this is a joke. But I'm telling you, it'll enhance the evening. All right, makes for a good time. Oh man, I like it. Oh, cool, man. Okay. Well, Uh, listeners, appreciate you guys tuning in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us know what you think. Skip the dishes, DoorDash, Uber Eats. Are you all about the? all about the services or are you kind of like well, i wish i you know well I, let us know what you think we don't want to taint your opinion too much even though we probably already have well that's exactly <laughs> it that's exactly yeah, it too all right folks all i'm saying is yeah go hit that charcuterie board you know it's not something that's really going to be as skip the dishes friendly as if you go out to the brewery and enjoy it yourselves in person so go there out, you go that's true. try it out tell me don't what skip you guys dishes think on charcuterie Hit us up on the charcuterie. If you guys are pro-charcuterie, if you're anti-charcuterie, I want to hear why. And, and if you haven't uh, had it, just let us know when you became a AC after charcuterie. And also, whether it really opened your eyes. Here's the thing I also want to hear from people, whether it be in the comments, whether it be in person, like Tarek being called a socialist. Shout out to that guy. Um, I want to <laughs> hear I want to hear what people's favorite charcuterie board item has been so far and maybe okay. what the most unique one has been okay anyways let go. us know hit us up and uh i'll also share my personal favorites as well from the charcuterie anyways peace out folks we'll talk to you next week and uh me down, you guys later stay humble stay low blow like